Almighty God, our Father. Humbly we come into your presence this morning. Lord, just to say thank you. Lord, we know that you're still on the throne. And that you are well able to deal with every situation and every circumstance that has been laid before you in prayer. And now, Lord, cause our hearts and our minds and focus on you. And know assuredly that you're still Lord. And that there is none else. Lord, we ask your blessing upon the word. Open up the ears of the hearer, oh Lord God. Touch the hearts, Lord, that they may become pliable. That what they hear, Lord, that they might be able to apply to their everyday life. And walk, Lord God, like they belong to you. Living a life that displays you and you alone. But we are your ambassadors. And everywhere we go, somebody should see Jesus in us, oh Lord. Transform and renew us, oh God. Start with our hearts, Lord, and our mind. And our very soul that belongs to you. And we'll forever praise you. And we thank you in advance. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. While you're standing on your feet, everyone go with me to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians. Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, fourth chapter. And drop down with me to the seventh verse. When you find it, would you say amen? It begins with, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't about me, it's about Jesus about the power of God in me through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You may be seated. In this fourth chapter of Corinthians, Paul is talking to people just like us who used to be in the world, who lived lives that did not line up with what the God of heaven had commanded because they didn't have the law. But when God grafted the Gentiles in, Paul went on a missionary journey and he came across Corinth. And we, those of us who studied history, we know that it was a, a city, well, sort of like the United States is now, anything goes. Everybody, doing whatever pleased them and doing what's right in their own eyes whether it was right or not it's amazing that we've come full circle and we don't even have to wonder what was going on then because all we have to do is just wake up and look out the window so in the beginning of this he says therefore seeing we have this ministry when God called us out and set us apart he told us to go ye 
therefore to all nations and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, and as we have received mercy, we faint not. We're not discouraged because we understand that the power on the inside of us is not us, but it's God's power. And if it's God's power, we are able to do anything that he asks us to do because the power is his and not ours. And so we don't get confused and think that we're doing anything. It's about the power of God in us. He said, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. If you truly understand who God is now, you know that he's everywhere at the same time. He hears all, he sees all, he knows all. He even knew what you were going to do before you did. And so you don't go into some kind of make-believe world and pretend don't nobody see you. You might look in both directions. And you might look around, and just because you don't see a human being, that does not mean that you are not seen. It simply means you've been deceived. You have deceived your own self into thinking that there's something that you could do. Plot, plan, a scheme, or manipulate that God don't know. But I'm here to tell you today that you have been deceived. God already knew what you were going to do before that thought was even conceived in your mind. And when you start to understand, Paul is trying to get them, once you understand who God is, see that's, that's the issue. Who is God to you? And we can shout and say a many things, but your life and the decisions that you make in a, every day tell exactly what you think about God. You might move the bottle when a Christian walk in the room, but God was already there. You might stop cussing just because somebody showed up that you know go to church, but guess what? God heard you. So he said, let that mess go. Stop trying to do dishonest things because God sees and hears and he knows everything. And he says, walking in the craftiness and handling the word of God deceitfully. Taking God's word and turning it around to fit your situation. He said, stop doing that. He said, but by manifestation of the truth, tell the truth and commend ourselves every man's conscience in the sight of who? In the sight of God. When you walk, when you talk, when you live, live like you know God is right there with you. Because guess what? He is. He said, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Just like we were lost. When we were in the world, we didn't understand the things of God. And so we thought we were getting away with things that we really weren't getting away with. But praise be to God. He said you've obtained what? Mercy. God had mercy on you and he saved you in spite of all that. He saved us. He said in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. 
See, if you don't truly believe who God is, then your mind has been blinded and you actually think that there's something that you can get away with. And you don't understand because you don't truly believe that God is God. You look at him as though he were another man and he's equal with you and that he knows only what you tell him and he only see what you let him see. But that's not God. And if it were, if God was that limited, of what help could he be to you? That's why we say, oh, magnify the Lord and let us exalt his name together. Understanding that he's greater than any situation, greater than any problem, greater than any issue that may come into our lives. That is how we survive. He said that they believe not. He said because if they believe, then the light of God will shine in their minds and in their heart. And so he keeps them blinded so that he can continue to use them to discourage you. And you're wondering what's wrong with people. They're being used by the devil. And I love this Paul said, but we preach not ourselves. We're not talking about us. We're talking about Jesus Christ and the power of God that we have because of him. He said, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. And now that the light of God is in our hearts, we are able to see and perceive and to understand the things of God. And we no longer sneak around in the darkness trying to hide something because we know that it's not hidden. But then in our seventh verse, he said, but we have this treasure. You think about it. The spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of every believer. And it is a treasure and it's a privilege to carry him around. It's not a burden, it's a privilege that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It's all about him and what he does when we avail ourselves and become a willing vessel that he might use us to heal the sick and to raise the dead and cause the blind to see and the lame to walk and the deaf to hear and the dumb to talk. You do know that you have that power, don't you? The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you. But the enemy doesn't want you to know that you have that power because you might use it and then the glory of God would be manifest. And then somebody might see the power of God in you and be saved. And so he tells you that you don't have any power. But whose report do you believe? Do you believe what the word of God says or do you believe what the enemy is telling you? And he said, we trouble. Lord, are we trouble on every side? But we're not in distress. We all got issues and problems and situations and circumstances going on and in our lives that are greater than us. But we serve a God that we know that he's not greater than he is. And if it were not for the Lord who is on our side, where, where would we be? 
We're not here because the enemy hasn't been trying to take us out. Don't get it twisted. And I don't care what he promised you or how good a time he tell you it is. He lying to you. To set up. He's trying to call you out from under your covering so he can get you. What was that mess that when I was a child they said, I dare you, I double dog dare <laughs> And because of pride, you went out there and got your behind whooped. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you, don't come from under the covering of God. Stay where you're supposed to be. Doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and God will cover you. And no matter how many may come against you. You don't have to be in distress. Because God got your back. We get a little confused sometimes. Perplexed. We don't understand everything. But it does not cause despair. The world is in despair because they have hopelessness and they think that there is no hope in it. But we don't have to feel hopelessness because our hope is in Christ Jesus. And him and him alone. We're not looking to the world for anything. If Daffy Duck and Buzz Bunny, Porky Pig, if any of them were the president, we still, as children of God, don't have anything to worry about. It is God that supplies your every need. It is him that heals all your diseases. It is him that takes care of you. He's the one that died on Calvary's cross. We get bent all out of shape because some men not acting the way everybody thinks they, that they're supposed to be acting. But you remember, child of God, there is no power except the power that God gives. And when you come against the power, you're coming against God. You pray like God told you to pray. And you do the things that God told you to do. Make sure you're in order with God. And he'll take care of you. Be pointing your finger at somebody else to my day out of order. You better get yourself in order. talking about what they doing, what are you doing? What they say, what are you saying? How they acting, how are you acting? You the one supposed to be representing Jesus in the earth. Are you doing what you supposed to be doing? And even when you do do what you supposed to do, that still does not give you any cause to point at anybody else because guess what? It's only by the power of God that you're able to act right. That has nothing to do with you. You know you wanted to cuss. You know you wanted to choke somebody. Let's get real up in here. You wanted to let them know who they was messing with. But the Holy Spirit said, be still. He gave you the power to hold your tongue and to keep your actions in order. What nothing you did, it was the power of God. 
that dwells on the inside of you. Anyway, I digress. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Just because the enemy is on your trail does not mean that God is not with you. Many of us get discouraged because of persecution, but ask God what the purpose of it is. The Bible says persecution do a good work on the inside of us. Sometimes it'll drive you to your knees and make you call on the name of Jesus. You'll find yourself praying more than you ever prayed before. Find yourself holding on to the Lord and say, Lord, whichever way you go, that's where I'm going. Because I want to be with you. And I want you to be with me. But this last part, he says, cast down. To thrust down with the intent that you never getting up again. That's, that's the intent of the enemy. He'll cast you down. But God, he causes us to rise again. And we rise with the power of God. That we understand that we were cast down and we were thrust down. And the intent of the enemy was that we stay down there. But because of the power of God, we were able to get up. And we were able to raise our hand and praise the Lord one more time because he delivered us, he kept us, he brought us out, he brought us over, he brought us through over and over and over again. That's the God that we serve. And so no matter what the enemy may or may not do, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Our help comes from the Lord. And there's nothing that anybody could say or do to prevent that. The Bible declares that none of these created things can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And if indeed you can't be separated, and if indeed nobody else has power over you except the Lord, anything that gets to you has go by him first and if he let it through it has a purpose he said don't use the word of God deceitfully use it as it is written for the truth the truth shall set you free free from depression free from oppression free from feeling like I can't do when God's the word tells us that we can do all things what through Christ who gives us the strength? Yes. The power is his. Yes. The dominion is his. The authority is his. And as long as we look to him, then we have everything that we need yes. to get through anything that we need to get through. One day at a time. Yes. Step by step. Yes. And we don't think we don't become distressed and we don't become worried because the power is his. It never was ours. If we look into ourselves, we need to be distressed. If you find yourself worrying and perplexed, remember where your source is. 
And if indeed nothing and nobody is greater than he is, then what is the problem? Every once in a while we have to talk to ourselves. <laughs> encourage ourselves. We're in the Lord. So why are you distressed? Hope is in the Lord and he has never failed us. He has never let us down. He has never not been there for us. He has never not supplied our needs. He has never not taken care of us. Day by day. He is our source. And he says always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. We die daily. What we feel, what we think, our opinion. And we allow Jesus Christ to live through us. That's, he tells us that's how you do it. You die. No matter what you think, no matter what you feel or what you are inclined to do because we are those human beings that got these weaknesses. But the power of God on the inside of us can enable us to be light to a world that's in darkness. Salt is a preserver. And I know we all, we, if you not still on a job and you wonder, Lord, what in the world did you put me up in here for? You are in there to not only set a standard, but to preserve that standard. You are in there to shine some light up in the darkness. To live like God told you to live in front of the heathen so that they might understand. And when they come at you and God check them, did you understand what I said? That God check them. Then they'll get some understanding of whose you are and who it is you belong to. But that's how it's done. We don't take matters into our own hands. I know sometimes you gotta do this. Some, you just a sometime lie. God is always able. When have we ever been smarter than God? When have we ever been stronger than God? When have we ever knew more about the situation than God did? Then how are we going to take something out of God's hand and handle it ourselves? Who do that? I think that the answer, it says, for we live always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That means that we always got to sacrifice what we think and what we feel. So that the power of God to do so will shine. And when people come to you and ask you, girl, how in the world did you take that? How did you deal with that without going out? That God just opened up an avenue for you to testify to somebody about who he is. God give us all these opportunities to witness to somebody about who he is and his power. And we allow these opportunities to slip by us. Tell somebody about Jesus. 
They are lost and they are in darkness and the God of this world has them blinded. But God called you out of that same darkness into the marvelous light, allowed his light to shine on the inside of you so that you can be a testimony to somebody else. He says, so then death works in us. When we die, it gives somebody else the opportunity to live, y'all. But life in you, because I sacrificed and didn't do what I really wanted to do, somebody got an opportunity to see the power of God in me. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. It says we also believe and therefore we speak. If you truly believe that God is who he is, tell somebody about Jesus. Let them know that they have a choice. They don't have to live like everybody else is living. They don't have to do what everybody else is doing. They don't have to act like everybody else is acting. God has a more excellent way. But if they lost and in darkness, they don't know. They actually think that they got to do what everybody else is doing. Because nobody told them that they had a choice. And so they follow along in their darkness. And they grope, the Bible said. Lost and without hope. They saw how the other's life ended. And they think, well, that's my end too. But that's where we intervene and tell them, no, you don't have to end like that. I know a man. A God man who left his throne in glory and he came down and he sacrificed his life so that you might have a brand new life. He says we have the saints. He said knowing that he which raised up the Lord shall raise us up what also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound the glory of God. For which cause we thank not, but though our outward man perish. See, we get so caught up in this life that we don't remember. You already have a home prepared for you in heaven. And you already got a brand new body. Hallelujah. I know this one falling to pieces and aching and hurting you can't know, but... You know what? We already got a brand new body. And so what happens to this one? It really don't even matter. All this stuff going to be destroyed. One day, everything going to be brand new. And so we're not to get caught up with the things of this world. He says that the inward man is renewed what? day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment. You, you, when you really think about it, what we're going through can't even be compared to what God has prepared for us. And it is like, when you think about just all over the world, people are running for their lives and don't even have a place to lay their head. They don't have water to drink and food to eat. Do you know how blessed you are? Every time we open our mouth to murmur and complain about something, God needs to pop us in the lip. You know what the old folks used to do? 
the urchins who come, you be in church talking, they take the fan and pop. I know they don't do that now because I'm be hitting my child. But it gave us to understand you in the house of God. Shut your mouth and listen. Might learn something. You can't learn nothing running your mouth. He said, but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He says, for while we look not at the things which are seen. See, that's what we, our issue is, we looking at what we can see and feel and touch. But we ought to look at the things which are what? Not seen. Our faith and our hope is in things that we can't see yet, but we believe. For the things that are, which are seen, they just temporary. But the things which are not seen, they are eternal. And so we look to Jesus for the eternal power that's on the inside of us to live lives that display him to the world so that they might come to know him. And this is a privilege that God has given us by putting this precious gift on the inside of us, his Holy Spirit, to enable us to rise up and to live the lives that he has called us to live. You can do it. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and you can do this. <laughs> we can do it. Yes. Why? Because the power is not in us, it's God's power. And God cannot fail. Almighty God, we thank you for your precious word. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Lord, touch the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord, that they may know and understand that it's all about you. And it never was about us and what we can do, Lord, but what you can do through us as vessels of the Most High God. And now, Lord, we commend all over to you and we ask that you would have your way the doors of the church is open